better lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt, Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome into the show. Here we go. It feels like a Monday. It's not. Everybody was off yesterday for President's Day. And so today is sort of the Monday reaction show, even though it's Tuesday. Welcome to the Bureau on this Tuesday, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. All right, so uh, welcome in. There's lots of ways for you to be a part of the show today, uh, particularly text or call. I don't have the live stream running on Facebook, YouTube, elsewhere. Kind of been under the weather for several days now, and part of that is dealing with headaches. And these bright lights in here, when we get the video going, don't help the headaches, okay? So that's my excuse. (laughs) If you are normally someone who tunes into the live stream via video on one of those platforms, YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook, and you flipped over to the audio stream. There's your explanation. Hanging in there with you on this uh, Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, it's a chance to react to what you saw this past weekend. And there was a lot of good baseball. Um, there was, um, you know, some ups and downs. <laughs> State played a really good team. The other teams didn't play good teams and looked great. And... It's kind of an up and down start. I felt like the weekend was probably what maybe really even as a program, what state's team needed, you know, get whipped up on a little bit in the first two games and had to play well to avoid a sweep and get your feet right squarely back down to earth. Okay. So that, 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 yeah, I mean, you want to go win them all. Sure. And you want to play well. Sure. But in some ways, you know, you felt like it may not necessarily be a bad thing that, for state coming off national title, we've spent months now telling them how great they are, and ballpark's full, and a top twenty-five Long Beach State comes in there and just—I'm talking about—put the bat on the ball and did nothing wrong for the first two days, pitched it great, swung at strikes and hit them, didn't chase out of the strike zone, did not make mistakes in the field, ran the bases, put pressure on state. Long Beach State for the first two days did everything right, and I mean they're a good baseball team, and. You know, as impressive as Long Beach State's starter was back on Friday night in game one, what do you go, five or six no-hit innings? I think, you know, and State finishes the game with one hit, but I don't think it was on him. But regardless, I still don't know if it wasn't the guy on day two who came out of the bullpen for Long Beach in that second ball game. He wore number 30. I don't even know his name right now, but you talk about pitching. I mean, he was like a college version of Greg Maddox. He made State look that way anyway. State could not get on top of his changeup. It was a fantastic changeup. Just late break, fell off the edge of the table right at the end, and they missed on top of it over and over, and he had great control. He was outstanding. So they were really good. And then State had to play well on Sunday and played much better, just kind of overall. It's almost like another one of those where you know, some teams run out of that top-level pitching before others do. State had a little bit more of it than, than Long Beach State. Ole Miss gets a sweep, beat up on a bad um, Charleston Southern team. But Ole Miss is really good, and they just got out there and showed off. You know, there's excitement for their team and their program. Tim Elko is going to chase player of the year stuff. He's already on his way to that, and we just got one weekend under our belt. And with all that said, you know, even though you sit here and you're kind of recapping what happened, 
Um, you got games going on right now as we speak. State's playing right now in a Tuesday midweek game. It was supposed to be later in the afternoon, but with the weather coming in, they moved up the start time to 11 a.m. and they're up nine to nothing right now in the third inning with two runners on and no outs and Logan Tanner at the plate. So they're up nine nothing. Uh, chance to go up by ten or more if they can move one or two across, and then you're looking at possibly if you can get outs. This may end early. Um, they're going to get it in regardless. Bill and I were talking about that before the weather gets in there. But there's a 10-run rule after seven innings, and they're up nine zip right now. It's bottom third. And uh, I'll keep you updated on what's happening as they play um, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Now, um, for Ole Miss, they have a midweek this afternoon, too, and I think it's a 3 o'clock scheduled start. I've not seen anything on game time changes for them. You know, and if that that pops up, and I had mentioned it, y'all let me know, but to this point I have not seen anything about a game time uh, being changed today for them. I'm going to stick at 3 Central. Like we say, State's playing right now. So they're up 9-0. It's bottom of the third. There's two on for Logan Tanner. Uh, and it, and for, for those that are real diehards on the baseball thing, I'll tell you what State did in this midweek. Now, they are they started Jackson Fristo on the mound. He's looked pretty good. I think he's got five strikeouts through um, five strikeouts through three. Yeah, through three. So he's been pretty good throwing strikes, and they're they really are over overmatching this midweek opponent here. And it's kind of what you get, you know. It, you get a team that's at that level and the talent level of a Mississippi State playing somebody that's not quite on their level, then you know it can get away real quick. And so they just walk Logan Tanner. So State has now the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth runs on the bases. Bases loaded, no outs here in the bottom of the third. Looks like they're going to make a pitching change. Let somebody else come in and try to see if they can throw it over the plate. And that'll continue. And again, I'll keep you updated. All right, phone lines are open to you. Uh, Bill and I both happy to be with you here on this Tuesday. So y'all can call me on the Divinity phone. It's 995-1059, a 601 number, 995-1059. You call us, we'll talk to you, and then... Get you in here. You ever? I get to hear your voice, and everybody else gets to hear it. Also, that's good. So let me know what you think. Also, text me on the country pleasing text line. It's eight eight five ESPN six zero one number eight eight five ESPN or eight eight five three seven seven six. Now, Robbie was the first to text today, and he goes, "Not everyone had the day off yesterday." <laughs> he says, "LOL," but it feels like a Monday. It kind of does. It kind of does, and I appreciate y'all being here very much uh, to be a part of the show. Nick, on the Country Pleasing text, says, so today is what it feels like to open the season with a cupcake. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe so. Um, And here's the thing about, here's what's crazy about (laughs) the way this thing started for the Arkansas Pine Bluff starter is, get this, State scored, I think it was eight runs in the bottom of the first inning, and one of them were earned. So think about that. Okay, and obviously he got lifted from the game because it it melted down on him, and at the end of all that, he hit a guy, uh, and so they made the pitching change. But goodness, I mean, you know, he gives up one earned run, there's eight on the scoreboard. It kind of tells you how, you know, the guys behind him were 
uh, kicking it around also. Yeah. But yes, I mean, you know, to your point, Nick, and it, and it happened for a lot of teams out there um, this weekend in college baseball, but there are also examples of just the other way. I mean, you got a top 15 East Carolina team this weekend that was hosting Bryant, who's, you know, not ranked and nobody was really sure what they were. It's just a name. And Bryant went in there and swept them at East Carolina. You know, um, that's one extreme example. Um, you know, another example, now this was two top 10 teams, but Oklahoma State, you know, went into Nashville and took two out of three from Vandy. And it was very competitive now. It was not like it was an easy deal. Uh, all three games up there, very competitive. In fact, the Sunday game, Vandy, I believe, was able to come back and tie it up five to five in the bottom of the eighth. And I think then Oklahoma State put up three runs in the top of the ninth. So it just went down to the wire even on Sunday to figure out who was going to win that series. But there's just examples all over the map. Any kind of example you want to find just shows you what baseball is. <clears throat> State, you could look at them this weekend, couldn't you, Nick? And and go, all right, State, number one, they, they're not starting the season with all their confidence at the plate. That's pretty obvious. I mean, you watch all three games. They started to look like they were getting a little confidence on Sunday. <clears throat> Obviously, you know, they put in the battle of the ball a little more, get some at-bats under their belt. Not a ton of veterans. They do have some veterans in the lineup. But it's, you could just tell, okay, it's a, it's a lineup that, you know, you had Cameron James hitting in a two-hole, then they move him up to the leadoff spot, uh, moved R.J. Yeager from the leadoff spot down to, I think, in the six or seven hole. You know, they're moving people around throughout the weekend, trying to figure out a way, inject a little confidence, and then a few guys get going. You know, Braylon Skinner started game one in center field, and then what? He had, one, you know, after that game and he struggled, he had one at bat the rest of the weekend, I think. So, you know, State's going to be in a mode here of still trying to figure everything out. You know, who's in what spot in the lineup, who's in what position. You know, Tanner Leggett comes off the bench, hits a home run for him on Sunday, and, uh, you know, you look at a guy like, well, and I'm drawing a blank. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. Forsyth, uh, the, the everyday shortstop, even going back to last year, who's an outstanding defender. But he's certainly not a plus bat, and he's really struggled at times last year. And he struggled some, you know, this weekend in the opener. And you just wonder, I mean, Leggett goes in there, gets one at bat, and boom, hits it over left field wall on Sunday. And you just wonder, okay, has he earned himself an opportunity to maybe go be your shortstop? Or at least, you know, if he's swinging a hot bat, at least get more playing time there. You know, you just you can't help but ask some of those questions. Then the other thing for State is, the rotation, because they go Sims on Friday night, he is what he is. He gave up a couple of hard-hit balls. One of them left a yard. Outside of that, he strikes out like 13. <laughs> and and it was really good. He just kind of is what he is. Okay, and then, um, then you had Casey Hunt on day two on the Saturday game. You could see why they like him, because at times that – that fastball really moves around. That two-seamer really rides back in on the right-hander. Breaking ball can be really sharp, but he didn't have control completely dialed in. 
he'd miss, get behind with breaking ball because he's not controlling that, and then kind of forced to just come right down Main Street with a fastball, and they hammered it. That's a good hitting Long Beach State team. And then, uh, <clears throat> and then he, he, honestly, I mean, outside of Sims, on Sunday, Cade Smith for State was the best-looking guy on the mound all weekend. Just in terms of control and confidence and rhythm and and hitting spots. You need to hit the bottom string of the strike zone, he hit it. You know, he wanted to spin that fastball up, he spun it up. Um, he was just really good. So, yeah, I, I you know, they've got a long way to go. They do not have everything figured out, okay, but they're going to be fine. And they played a really good baseball team. You you couldn't watch that this weekend with any sort of baseball-educated eye and come away with any other impression than, hey, that's a really good baseball team. I mean, those first two days, when they wanted to lay down a bunt, it was perfect. They wanted to hit and run. It was perfect. Shortstop, second base, up the middle of the infield, you know, fielding ground balls and throwing people out. They were perfect. They pitched great. You know, they at the plate throughout their lineup, even against Sims, were really good. They, if it's out of the strike zone, they left it alone. They saw spin, they recognized it. And when you threw fastball over the plate, they went after it and they hammered a bunch of them. They were just, they were dialed in and ready to play, man. They really were. That's a good team. All right, so there's a little, uh, you know, kind of rambling looking across the weekend. If you want an update on that game that's going on right now, State is up 12 to nothing. Now bottom of the third. Let's see, they walked them full. They've gotten a couple of, you know, um, uh, fielder's choice ground balls there. Put two runs across the plate. Now it's 12 nothing. They got a runner in scoring position with a man at the plate right now batting with two outs. Huh? Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so let me get to some of your texts. Now, I read a few, but let me get to a couple of the others. Um, first up, Hoghead Cheese on the Country Pleasing text line says, Matt, with this weather being hot than cold, it has my sinuses stopped up too. Yeah, I tell you, that might be what it is. It might just be sinuses. Now, they put me on I, – I went once. So I've been feeling bad for four days, right? And it's somewhere between – a bad cold, and the last time I had the flu. It's something in between that. And um, the primary things for me, hoghead cheese, is, yeah, runny nose and that kind of thing, but not a lot of sneezing, no coughing, but a head that's just throbbing. Not a constant headache, but any, like you stand up, you sit down, you bend over to pick something up, you strain a little bit, and your head just starts going boom, boom, you know, hurting. So that, which wakes you up in the middle of the night and that kind of thing. And the other thing is body aches. Yeah, you know, these moments where you think you've got fever because you get hot and cold and hot and cold, but then just sometimes go through body aches. It's just, it's bad. You know, so that's what I have had going on. I went to the doctor twice, went once, go through all the tests, negative, negative. They say, if you get worse or not better, come back in two days. Well, I wasn't better and I'd gotten worse. So I went back. <laughs> and uh, again, negative, negative. So, at one point, I got a shot in the rear end. That helped for about 24 hours, but that was it. And now I'm on antibiotics. So here I am. I'm just happy to be here. What a trooper. Well, you know, I mean, say what a trooper. And I appreciate the thought, but it's like I was telling you, Bill, it's like 
It's a good thing I don't nail up shingles or something for a living, because that would be rough right now. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm not doing. Right it's a good thing I'm not doing actual physical labor. Let's put it that way. Okay, next gen rep says he's pretty sure that the Ole Miss game got moved up to one o'clock. He's going to try to confirm that. Okay, yeah, let me know, and I I guess it's something I could probably look up on the, you know, their Twitter feed. I hadn't looked it up. It was just the last I saw the schedule. I guess over at D1 Baseball, they still had it at three. But next gen, let me know. Um, Somebody maybe, also said it might be tomorrow at noon instead of today. Okay. Let's see, uh, Matt. Ole Miss baseball game today postponed to noon on Wednesday. All right. Thank you for that heads up. I'm going to look it up right now and see if they've put that out on Twitter. If there's any other details, I you know I would just I would assume uh, that there's probably you know just a ticket rollover deal uh, and. Let me see here. Now, why can I? How come I can find Ole Miss and Ole Miss football on Twitter, but I can't find Ole Miss baseball on Twitter? What What are they on Twitter? I mean, surely it's ver- verified. Anyway, I just trust you because I can't find it. I don't even. I've searched Ole Miss baseball on Twitter and it doesn't pop up. So I don't know what their handle is. Okay, the homecoming queen has found it. It's not the word baseball. It's Ole Miss BSB. Uh, BSB as in baseball. There it is. Okay, so she, thank you. And so to you, I don't have a name, but to the unnamed texture that sent that, I appreciate it very much. Schedule update. Today's game postponed to 1 p.m. Central Time tomorrow. Uh, you will, will be able to watch and listen. Uh, so there you go. No Ole Miss game today. State's getting theirs in. They started at 11 State's up 12, zip, and uh, we head to the fourth inning. Thank you all very much. Jason and Flagstaff said, we've had three different things that weren't COVID or flu. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. It's something, some sort of viral, something or another. And then Hoghead Cheese uh, recommends a humidifier at night. Heck, man, I might just go sleep out on the back porch, take the Sub-Zero sleeping bag, and get out there. It's plenty humid right now. <laughs> Got a small river in my backyard right now, Bill. You know, I feel like I need to dig a trench and drain some of that water out of here. And here's the thing. That's, how, much, boat. that's how much it's rains. I live on the side of a hill. <laughs> and I still have a river in the backyard. <laughs> yep, <clears throat> true story. So, um, yeah, looking ahead, there is news in the football world, in the uh, SEC football world, a very familiar name, a coach, is stepping away. Um, basically hanging it up. So, I guess, for now. So, we'll get to that coming up as well. Uh, cover. I'll just give you the details. I don't really know any scoop on it, anything like that, but... Uh, I'll give you those details. Um, you do, you know, Tuesday, midweek, other stuff, you do have some other SEC teams that are going to play midweek baseball. So, which means because of the SEC Network Plus, which I have sung the praises of that thing, not just because I work for them uh, at times and, and have at times over the years. It's just, you know, you get to this time of year 
And, you know, if you don't have a basketball team that you really want to follow night in and night out who's making a run at the tournament, you can be an SEC fan and watch all these baseball games. Uh, Vandy lost two out of three this weekend. They're hosting UNA, North Alabama Division II school from Florence, Alabama, tonight up in Nashville. Uh, Tennessee's hosting Tennessee Tech. And Tennessee Tech, very capable baseball program. They were in a little bit of a rebuild last year. Um, those are going on later this afternoon. They'll be on. You can watch them uh, if, you, if you choose to. Georgia is hosting Wofford. That'll be 5 Eastern for Central. Did Georgia sweep this weekend? Yeah, they swept Albany. And they had the first two were, were pretty close, and I actually think they trailed maybe at one time in both of the first two games but came back and won them. They beat Albany 4-2 in game one, beat them 7-6, one-run game, game two, and then had a blowout on Sunday, 9-1. to Georgia, I think 16th ranked in the country, so they start off with a sweep. Look really good this weekend uh, against Albany. Let's see, any other SECs? Yeah, Florida is playing, but they'll be at Stetson. So you, I don't know if you'll get SEC Plus or ESPN Plus for that one or not, but that's the other SEC team that I see is actually playing uh, today in terms of midweek baseball. All right. When we come back, I'm going to tell you why it's a special day in the state of Mississippi and you probably didn't know. For one particular place in Mississippi, uh, especially, and I'll tell you what that is, and I, we'll track. I'll give you an update on this baseball game that's going on right now in Starkville. It's 12-1 to 1 now, by the way. I think uh, Pine Bluff hit a home run. 12-1. to 1. All right. I'm Matt. Just getting started with you all here on this Tuesday in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. He's going all the way. With playoff caliber sports talk, it's the Matt Wyatt Show. Back with you. Yeah, I won't. Jason out in Flagstaff, Arizona, texted and he said, LOL, please don't complain about the rain. We're about to get a foot of snow after it being really nice last month. We're all messed up. A foot of, they're gonna get a foot of snow. He would prefer the rain we're getting, and I, I get it also. I totally get it. Hey, I bet you didn't know this. I bet y'all didn't know this. You're about to know right now. Just listen up. Today, February twenty second, is National Cook a Sweet Potato Day. National Cook a Sweet Potato Day. Either Central America or South America is thought to be the center of origin and domestication of sweet potatoes. They say in Central America, sweet potatoes domesticated about 5,000 years ago. Now, how do they know that? Peruvian sweet potato remnants date as far back as 8,000 B.C. Found in South America. How do they know that? Who's, who's out there digging up 8,000-year-old sweet potato remnants? Anywho, it's a source of vitamin A, supports good vision, the immune system, bone growth. It's a good source of vitamin B6, magnesium, and vitamin C. It's also great for your complexion. Why, now, here, this comes up a lot every year around Thanksgiving. Listen closely. On National Cook a Sweet Potato Day, 
While many Americans confuse a sweet potato with a yam, the two are different. A yam is a starchy tuber, <laughs> while the sweet potato is truly a sweet root vegetable. Comes in a variety of sizes and colors, including pale to bright orange, white, purple, high in fiber, low in fat, and calories. Low in fat and calories. You'd be eating more of those. Unlike uh, other potatoes, sweet potatoes like long, hot growing seasons. Now, it says this may explain why it is the state vegetable of North Carolina. Uh, they, maybe they have a long, hot growing season there, but we got a longer, hotter one here. And that's why most of the best sweet potatoes in the entire world, and everybody recognizes it, come from where, Bill? Here in Mississippi. That would Somewhere be, here in Mississippi. That would be Vardaman, Mississippi. Vardaman. That's right. Vardaman, Mississippi. I guess that's in Calhoun County. Famous for its sweet taters. So today on National Cook a Sweet Potato Day, I tip our cap to uh, the fine folks of Vardaman, Mississippi. Yeah, uh, Vardaman's famous for its taters and Crystal Springs favored for its maters. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Look. I love sweet potatoes. And you know what? Get this. So, you know, Champ is now this really old dog who he didn't eat too much, doesn't eat too well, and there's certain things he can and can't eat, try to keep him alive, right? Well, we recently learned that sweet potatoes is an alternative thing that he could eat, maybe try. So the homecoming queen went out and bought a sack full of sweet potatoes. <laughs> Guess how many of them we fixed for Champ? Zero. And a bunch of them still sitting in there. So I think I'm fixing to go start eating those sweet potatoes. I may eat one tonight. Yeah, slap it in it. there and uh, bake it up, put a little butter on that thing. That's it. Ooh, a little <laughs> cinnamon. Mm -hmm. That's all it takes. All right, update on the ball game. Uh, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Pine Bluff right now. is the bottom of the fourth. State is batting up 12 to 1. They're up 12 to 1. And there's two outs and two on. They just got an HBP, so they are got a chance to add on here with two outs, runner in scoring position. They've got uh, the freshman Hunter Hines at the play. Hey, on that note, and then I'm coming to a couple of your texts. That's another thing that came out of the weekend for me regarding state and kind of what they are going to do and, and starting to develop like well here's the best way i can say it you know last year on that championship team a big reason for their success lots of reasons but a big factor was the way they rested pitchers and managed their arms and stuff throughout the year they didn't overuse anybody and you get to the back end of their season and guys were really fresh for the most part well, this may be a little bit of a, of a version of that that's more in the field, okay, and not your pitching staff. I'm just letting you all know. Um, because I'm looking at it, you know, Logan Tanner caught behind the plate all three games this weekend against Long Beach. Luke Hancock played first base all three games this weekend. And left-handed freshman hitter from Madison Central, Hunter Hines, was the DH in all three games. 
Well, here you are in a midweek game, and they're giving Logan Tanner a day off from catching behind the plate, so no squatting up and down for him. He's the DH, just go up there and hit. Luke Hancock has moved behind the plate, so he's still in the lineup, just playing a different position. And Hunter Hines is playing first base. So he's still in the lineup, just playing a different position. And it's something that if though they, they obviously feel really strongly about those three, certainly you know what you have in Logan Tanner and Luke Hancock. And so our first glance in a midweek game, all they do is play musical chairs with them, keep them all in the lineup, just give Tanner a day off from catching, give Hancock a game behind a plate, which is what he came to state to do, and put Hines out there at first base, let him get experience playing first base, because that's what he came to state to do. And so that'll be a way that they will rest Logan Tanner throughout the year, maybe a little more, maybe just slightly more than they did last year. You know, you still feel like you'll get into the meet a conference play, see how the season's going, and then you get, you know, you may see Tanner back there for every pitch, the more important the season gets. But I just still think there's one thing that came out of it. They're going to rotate that. You got three players that are playing a combination of two positions and DHing, and they're going to rotate that some. So it looks like that'll be happening. All right. Uh, Nick texted the show and he said I had a lab talking about the dog that would eat the entire corn on the cob cob and all <laughs> I would love to see that Chant when he was young man um, before he got on this strict diet you should have seen him get into some watermelon I'm talking about he he would about eat the rind and all if you let him we'd take it away from him but lord he loved eating watermelon <clears throat> Okay, unnamed texture says just FYI, UNA moved up to Division One and they play in the Atlantic Sun Conference. Okay, that's great. I didn't know that, and I'm curious if you're listening. Is that for every sport, or is that just a baseball thing? You know, are they are they still Division Two football, but maybe basketball, baseball? They play D1. I'd, I'd be curious to know. I haven't researched it in you know quite that long. And look at there, Judy sent a text with a picture of her replica national championship ring. She went to the Saturday game and apparently got there early enough to get it. That was a big discussion on Friday's show. She called in and she goes, what um, what should I um, do about, like how early should I get there on Saturday? We figured out that the gates were opening at, oh, uh, what, 12.30? Yeah. The gates were opening at 1230. So if they're going to open at 1230 and the first 1500 to get in, we're going to get those replica rings. How early would you have to get there to be one of the first 1500? They had a huge crowd, right? I mean, it's like 13,000 people there. So Judy, I'm curious, how early did you have to get there? Her message said, look what I got this weekend, Hell State. And yes, I agree with you. That Long Beach State came to play. Boy, did they? They're good now. They are good. You know, and I was trying to describe it earlier. It wasn't like I was saying they were thin on pitching. It's not that at all. I was just saying that, you know, they they probably don't go six, seven deep the way a Mississippi State does. But their first three or four, I mean, that, that opening day starter, game two, that first guy they went to out of the pen, yeah, they're good. So... 
That's a legit top 25 team, no question about it. I mean, they were really good. They hammered some fastballs, too. It was like, I mean, those first two days, if you were on the mound for State and you got behind in a position where they could sit fastball and you gave them one, they pounded it, squared it up. It was a, That first game between State and Long Beach was really a stark contrast between the balls that State put in play versus the ones that they put in play against Landon Sims. Sims had many more strikeouts, but when they put it in play, they hit it hard. I mean, it was squared up. State, they, they made a lot of contact, but it was all a Sunday week, Sunday hop chopper to the shortstop. Routine ground ball, throw them out. Over and over and over. They didn't have a lot of hard contact. They just, you can tell State's got a little ways to go in the confidence department and, and everything else. Next Gen Rev said, I know more than one person that was at the ballpark camping out at 3 a.m. And then a few people who got there just an hour or two early and still got a ring. Okay. Well, see, that's the thing, Next Gen, is like you kind of feel bad for the people that started camping out at 3 a.m. if you could get there an hour early and still get one, (laughs) right? But hey, to each his own. We'll get a little more details on that when we come back, and I'll I'll give you the story on his football coach who's stepping away. Who is it and where and why? That's all coming up here in Hour 1 in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. To the guy who loves his banana pudding. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Back with you, rolling along here, getting set to wrap up our one. Still got a ways to go with you here this afternoon. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Okay, over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment Phone. Divinity Equipment, Highway 51 Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. They are your Kubota dealer. Judy is hanging on line one. Judy, thanks for calling. I was just curious. So Saturday, if the gates opened at twelve thirty, what time did you have to get there in order to get one of those rings? <laughs> I don't know that I had to get there. Yeah, I got there at eleven. Okay, okay. So there were hundreds of people already there. Uh huh. Okay, so hundreds. I'm trying to add this up. So I had seen a picture of some people camping out. And then somebody texted us a minute ago and said they had friends, they knew people that camped out starting at 3. You got there at 11. There were already hundreds of people there. And then at yes. an hour and a half after you got there, they opened the gates. What was the scene like when they opened the gates? A mad dash <laughs> to get to the people giving the rings out. Really? Did you have to run? Yeah. No, but I mean, it was just a big yeah. rush to get through the gate. Mm-hmm. And... I was a dummy and did not charge my phone Friday night. Oh, no. I had my tickets on my cell phone, my ticket on my cell phone. So I was really worried that I wouldn't be able to Mm -hmm. get the place on my phone that showed my ticket. Yeah. I am also uh, not cell phone savvy, and I (laughs) 
I asked a young man who was working at the tent for something to do with with state college. I had asked him how to get into that because I don't do Apple Pay. I don't do PayPal. I don't do any of that on my phone. Yeah. I've been hacked too much. So he said, click on that right there. And it's very safe. That's how they're doing all the tickets now. So you need to click that spot and it'll open up. Well, sure enough, it did. He said that lets you scan your ticket when you go through. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I finally got through the gate and right inside, maybe 15 or 20 feet inside the gate was the table where they were handing out the rings. Great. I was ecstatic. <laughs> and it is so heavy. Did, were you able to get one? No, or I didn't. Did you, do you have one? No, I I don't, and I just um, it wasn't for me to go get one. But I tell you, I am surprised. So you're telling me that the replica ring is pretty sturdy, pretty well built. Oh, definitely. Hmm. Yeah. I was thinking it was just going to be like plastic or something. No, sir. No, sir. It feels like it's solid gold. Yeah. And it looks like it has the diamonds around the crest. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping they're not real diamonds because yeah. that would scare the stew out of me <laughs> if something was to happen. Um, and I will never be able to wear it on a finger because it is so large. Right. It will have to be worn on, on a neck chain. Yeah. It's a little gaudy is what you're saying. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that at all. It well, is a beautiful symbol of what our yeah. bulldogs accomplish. Well, and it Not really gone. is. And and I'm so happy for, you know, a longtime fan like yourself, you're able to get your hands on that and sort of be a part of celebrating it that way too. That's really cool. I'm happy for you, Judy. Thank you. Now ask me how long I stood up. Uh got there eleven. Okay, you I got... left at five thirty. I was standing the whole time. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> Did you time. you stood because you had nowhere to sit? No, I stood, and there were yeah. empty seats in front of me. I stood because I had a general admission ticket. Oh, uh-huh. I got you. And those you don't have chair backs to. Yeah. Or okay. From what I was told, you well, had to stand along the place where you eat your food, mm-hmm. kind of right in front of the yeah. food place. And by the way, I had a country place and sausage dog. Uh huh. There you go. I know that was worth the trip. Judy, I was going to tell you. You might want to, you know, check this with somebody to be easy enough to maybe email or call somebody at state. I had heard somewhere along the way that if you were there with a general admission ticket, that after, I guess, what is it, like three innings, you see a seat open down there, you can go sit in it, is, is what I had heard. Now, there may be more uh, to it than that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and, okay, and I the last thing I would ever want to do is <clears throat> steer you wrong, so definitely check on that first. I tell you one thing though, my thinking on it is, you know, let's say somebody has a ticket to that reserve seat or a season ticket. We get about to the third or fourth inning and you're not sitting in it, I'll go sit in your seat. Now you may have to come <laughs> tell me to move, but I'm headed down there, you know, so to each his own. You might check on that I, first though. I thought about it, but I was actually talking to the mother of a future bulldog who oh. is going to be in the honors program next year uh-huh. who plays soccer. And I just casually said, hey, he could try out for a kicker. 
And she said, no, Coach is not picking any freshman to be a kicker. Hmm. He is only going for people in the portal. Oh, I see. So you're going to find somebody, bring them in. Okay. I got you. As a junior. Yeah. Well. If they're in the transfer portal. But he mm -hmm. is not going to let any freshman play. Hmm. Okay. Which well, kind of hurt my feelings for the, <laughs> the students who are going to be there and are capable of it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. he will be kicking at State at some point in the future, I feel sure. Yeah. Just not immediately. Well, no. okay. Well, thanks for the intel on that. And Judy, again, proud for you. I'm really glad it worked out. And thanks for sharing the story. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Next time you come to Divinity Equipment, I'll have to show it to you. Yes. Which won't be long. All right. Thank you. Oh. Appreciate the call. Judy got there at 11. Gates open at 1230. She was one of the first 1500. Got a replica ring. Sturdy and well built. And stood to the end of the ballgame. Yeah, I wouldn't dare tell anybody to do this. I'm just saying if it were me and I had a general admission ticket, I'm standing there and there are seats available after two, three, in well, certainly three innings. I wouldn't honestly hesitate to go sit in them. And if somebody comes up and goes, hey, man, you're in my seat. Okay, I'll move. But maybe that's illegal. Is that illegal? I mean, I would, I'd be headed down there. <laughs> to each his own. Respect for people that follow. You always the rules. say I'm a personal friend of Matt Wyatt. Yeah, do you know who I am? What was it? Ron? Get you kicked out. <laughs> That's what Ron Burgundy said, right? Uh, do you know who I am? <laughs> that, uh, for the record, that never works out very well. Yes. All right. Update on the ball game going on in Starkville right now. It is thirteen to one because here in the bottom of the fifth, Tanner Leggett, they substitute. Uh, there at shortstop, led off with a home run. So you hit one on Sunday, he's hit another one here today. I mean, at some point, you you, you got to take a long, hard look at Tanner Leggett for more at-bats if he keeps it up. It's just, there ain't no two ways about it. Okay, there was a hard-hit ball by Kellum Clark, but he hit it right to the second baseman, doubled up the runner at first, so they get a uh, double up, double play to get out of the inning. 13-1, to you head to the sixth inning, so a 12-run lead, there's a 10-run rule after seven. You got two more to get there. So if State can get six more outs, they'll get out of there with a win. All right, um, here is the story that uh, I mentioned to you. This is out there. You probably are aware uh, of this, but this is a just-in-case you're not. I'm not going to spend a ton of time with it. Former Ole Miss head coach, Georgia offensive line coach Matt Luke is stepping down at Georgia, to spend more time with his family. Coach Kirby Snart, uh, Snart, Kirby Smart announcing that yesterday. He was Georgia's offensive line coach and associate head coach the past two years. And then, of course, he was the Ole Miss head coach, 17, 18, and 19. You know, a former player at Ole Miss. And, um, and even, you know, spent some time what coaching for Coach Cut at uh, Duke for a while. His statement, Matt Luke's statement that he put out there, uh, today after much prayer and conversation with my family, I've decided to step away from coaching and shift my focus to spending more time with my family. There's more there, some thanks and all that kind of stuff. But without going much further, and I don't know this, I don't know Matt Luke personally, I'm just saying I have seen more 
of those kinds of statements from current coaches and even some new ones who got into coaching and got right back out. And those kinds of statements. I've given it some thought and prayer, and I've decided I just want to spend more time with my family. I think what's going on, and we are going to see an increased amount of it, coaches are going to get out of coaching football. There are going to be more and more people who get a taste of recruiting in this name, image, and likeness era who are going to go, my hands are up, and I'm out. I'm not doing this. I look at Austin Davis at Auburn. He was there for, what, two weeks? Had one recruiting weekend and went, I'm out. I'm just going to, I'm getting out. I'm going to spend more time with my family. There have been multiple examples of that. And trust me, it is going to happen more and more. Coaches all over the place, experienced ones and inexperienced ones, in college football, a lot of them have gone, are just going, you know, this ain't, um, it's not what I got into, and it is no longer what I want to deal with. It's going to happen more and more. Can't say I'd be any different. Yeah, if you're holding, call us back in hour number two, which we'll start that right around the corner here on this Tuesday in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team.